guys, it's Kiki, and I'm here to review Season 6, Episode 2 of Owns Ready to Love. This one is called Blind Dates. Okay, so we're back with our singles in the Potomac area. Everybody is meeting for a brunch. Can I just say that this is a good-looking cast? Everybody's kind of put together. You know, the melanin, it's the melanin for me. You know, lately on these cast seasons, you know, people have been looking a little busted. Wigs have been shifted. You know, the clothing just not together. But this is a good looking cast. And I think it comes with them being mature and them actually wanting to be present in this process. So like I said on the first episode last week, I'm already loving this. It's an improvement. Okay. Good looking cast. Good looking people. Okay. But we have the brunch meetup. We see Tiffany. Um... She's still feeling a type of way because she was in the bottom two at the last, the first mixer. So she's like, I, I wonder if it was because I was putting my attention into one person. I don't really remember who her one person was. I don't recall, but she tries to make an effort to speak to Wiley and they're flirting. And I'm like, oh, they, they got a cute, it's cute. Uh, Dakia, and I think his name is, guy, the, the army vet. I'm still working on the names. They join the table and Dakia's like, now, are you Chuck Brown's son? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. And the others at the table don't know who Chuck Brown is. And Chuck Brown is like the inventor of like DC go-go music. Not the invent. Well, I guess he could have invented that type or style of music. And I'm looking at his dad and I'm like, did I see him when I went to New Orleans? When I went to NOLA in like 2018? I think I did. Or maybe that was 2019. But yeah, um, music legend in the local area. I love go-go music. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of why Wiley is kind of like reserved. He doesn't really want a lot of people to know, but he doesn't mind telling people. So thank you to Kia Inspector Gadget. Next, we see Tommy come in. All right. He's introducing the challenge for the week. And that is that two new people will be joining the cast and he's gonna send two of the people who are already there on blind dates with them and try to get a feel so he's chosen ace and laverne and shirley honey laverne because laverne likes to talk a lot um i would have chose someone other than ace but i get why because she's quiet she's reserved i guess they want them to meet a chill person but i would have put like precious there or the key like someone with a more forthcoming uh outwardness about them to go on the first blind date but it's whatever how do you guys feel about the blind date aspect of this show do you like that they keep dropping new people in i think it's an interesting and fresh way to do this season you know to keep it spicy um but it looks like they're gonna be putting in two more people each week so i don't know how long they're gonna do that if it's gonna be like only two more episodes but I like it. It it brings about the opportunity for new cre- creations, connections, but it also brings about the opportunity for mess. <laughs> I'm a messy bitch. But yeah, they're excited to go on these blind dates. We see the other half of the brunch winding down. We see Dakia talking around to people. We see Tiffany and Wiley linking up again. Wiley really likes him some Tiffany, but you know who else Wiley really likes? He likes Takia, um, even though she's a little older than him. You know, he's trying to be smooth and hold her hand. And I'm like, everybody on this cast is horny. <laughs> Everybody's touching and making like sexual innuendos. I'm just like, God, can y'all just go have sex? Please, please. But like I said, a lot of people on this cast have chemistry with one another. 
Uh, we actually see as people leave the brunch, Takia and Wiley are walking down the street and holding hands. And I was like, Takia, girl, you got you got that Puma power, honey. Don't don't put it on Wiley. Don't do that. She looks like she could, but don't do that. Mm. Mm. We see Clifton and Joy. Um, he doesn't want to go because he didn't get to spend any time with Joy at the brunch. Again, they have a lot of chemistry. I like them, but Joy is impressed by him because she's like, you know, every woman who has been put forth in the effort of dating to have a man say no I don't want you to leave I want to spend more time with you to get to know you that's a turn on to her it has to be the right man though any man you're probably not interested in and he keeps saying that it's a no for me next we have Laverne going on the blind date and that is where we meet the newest cast member Carmen she is 43 she is a brand management CEO and she's basically just saying that she represents a lot of clients like athletes you know etc etc so she really hasn't had the time for love but she came on this process because she ready for love child she ready to get into it so Laverne's OCD ass <laughs> he's like well I wanted to get there early because you know I, I, I wanted her to walk sir this is a production okay but um they sit down they meet she is stunning she's very beautiful I can tell she gonna cause some problems with the rest of the cast but some good problems I mean cool vibe with her okay they start talking because Laverne is like, oh, you know, she's thick. She's got an hourglass figure. She does everything for me physically. Um, I guess I missed this on the first episode. Laverne is a former bodybuilder. So, you know, he he's really in the bodies. So she turns, lets him turn around and feel on his booty, his buttocks. He looks like a bodybuilder because he ain't got no net. Um, and they both find out that they are both prior Air Force members. So, mm interesting okay she asked Laverne if he's ever been married he was like yeah he got a divorce 10 years ago and he has two daughters she said that she was divorced and now she's a single mother to one boy so I'm like okay blended families y'all got the Air Force former marriages on the table she asked him if he ever wants to get married again and he's like yeah I'm definitely putting that on the table within this process like anything can happen it depends on the type of person I'm gonna be with Um, he asked her, you know, are you able to be the type of woman that checks your man? Because you seem like you have an alpha personality. And she's like, immediately, like, if we need to get out of here, I would check you. So he's like, well, how would you do that? And she was like, I just, you know, hold your hand and whisper in your ear. And like I told y'all, this cast is horny. (laughs) But their date is over. Um... And he ends up giving her a kiss on the cheek. But the way they were talking in the date is like they were already going to be dating. Like they were already going to be each other's number one. Now, for Laverne, I know he has a lot on his plate because a lot of the women are interested in him. I still don't see why, but you know, do you boo-boo? But I feel like they had a great blind date. It was very entertaining to watch. Like I said, y'all, it's the melanin for me. Next, we see Ace meeting her blind date and the newest cast member as well. His name is Cornelius. I'm like, another Cornelius? Ah!" (laughs) But Cornelius is 41. He's a real estate agent and investor. And you know, um... And Cornelius's package, he had some very interesting pictures come up. Like, of course, he had professional photos, but there was this one photo where he was in bed in his boxers. And I was like, okay, now what part of... Are these the pictures you put on your dating profile, sir? But he says that he came really close to getting married once, but 
they ended the engagement and after therapy he realized that he was the problem okay self-awareness that's big for me um he does want to get married he does want to have kids he says that he is called cousin cornbread and he wants to have his little corn muffins as corny as that was y'all see what i did there that was so cute to me he wants to have his little corn muffins So I will no longer be calling him uh, Cornelius. We're going to call him Cousin Cornbread. Okay, Mr. Cornbread? Because I can't go through another season of Cornelius's. I can't. I'm sorry. Sorry about it, sis. I can't. Um, but I like him. He's he's very like a big teddy bear, like Ace says. Very handsome. The eyes are everything. This beard, like for me, Cornbread reminds me of like the Southern man who like takes care of his woman and they have like a big family, like you just want to hold him and you know he smells good and you know he holds the door open. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I like Cousin Cornbread. I like, okay, Cousin Cornbread. Um, Ace asks him what he's looking for while he's here and he's like, I'm definitely here to find a long-term connection. And, you know, I, I need someone to go on this journey with. He says that, you know, all black people, I like that he said this. He said, all black people, because they were talking about, you know, Ace has been through therapy and she said that she found self-love and self-healing through therapy and through meditation and yoga. And he said, yeah, he was in therapy as well. Or he's currently in therapy. He didn't clarify, but he said that he thinks that all black people need mental health therapy because we have PTSD from being black. Yes, immediately, especially in America, just period, being black, period. Actually, everybody could use a little therapy, but especially black people. Yes, sir. I'm here for that. So again, we're having healthy conversations about mental health. Once again, that's so, so important. Mental health representation matters, people. Um, But yeah, she asked him what makes him happy. He says he likes to be relaxed, making money and great sex. And he was like, listen, he can't relate to people that don't put sex in a top priority within a relationship. Now... I do agree with him. Of course, that is important. But that's not always important to some people. And I think that that's okay if it's not important to some people. And this is where men go wrong on this show. And I'm not saying that cornbread is wrong. I'm thinking about the last season. And, you know, Paul P.O., even on this season, he's like, well, I need to be attracted to someone. Like, this is where men on this show go down the bad road for me. It's like when you... It's how you say it. Like, I like the way that Cornbread say it. Like, I just can't relate to people who don't. That's fine for you. But when you start treating people mainly as sexual objects, especially women, as it relates to their bodies, like, oh, I just want to screw her. So, yeah, I want to try to pursue dating her because I want to have sex with her. Uh -uh. That's a turn off for me. Goodbye. See you later. Hit the door. But I love the way he expressed that maturely. You know, these other niggas on the show... We, we just gonna have to wait and see but I really did enjoy their blind date I know I said I didn't know why Tommy picked Ace to go on this date but Cornbread brought something out of her it was a different personality that we've been waiting to see I know Wiley always says that she doesn't really speak about anything other than yoga but I liked Ace on this date she was laughing she was fun she was flirty she was she let a little bit loose but was still respectful and still cognizant in the conversation that they were having so I like that y'all I'm really liking this cast I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop for them to disappoint me but so far so good so we have our first solo dates with the cast that have already been here okay we have P.O. going on a date with Joy 
Even though Joy says she really likes Clifton and he's her strongest connection, it's not wise for her to put all her eggs in one basket. Finally, <laughs> The Rock has come back. No, like every season, these women, they're like, oh, I like so-and-so and I don't really need to every season. But thank you, Joy. Finally, as a woman saying, yeah, I got a great connection, but I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. I'm going to explore options. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. So she and P.O. are on this little date. I don't know why she's into him, but maybe she sees something that we don't see. Um, He asks, you know, how would you be able to settle down because you're a singer? And she's like, well, the idea of being in one place at one time makes me cringe. So Joy, to me, she likes variety. Like, and if singing is her passion and she's a professional singer, yeah, she's definitely going to be on the go, Paul. This may not be what you're looking for, sir. Uh, He says that settling down for him means, you know, getting married and having kids. He said he definitely wants to get married after this process is over. And I'm like, (sighs) I'm trying to give him a chance because I was so turned off from him on the first episode. But we get these types of men who are always saying, oh, I do want to get married. I do want to get married. I want the wife. I want the kids. I want. But y'all don't want to put in the work to achieve that. You guys don't want to be patient and mature to get to that level. Y'all just want to fuck everybody. So what is the truth? Honestly, Joy says that she likes P.O., but her connection after the end of the date is stronger with Clifton. I agree. Um, P.O. is not what you're looking for, Joy. Thanks for your services, sis. Next, we see my MVP, Dakia. She's going on a date with Clifton. First of all, they are so cute together. And Clifton said the same thing Joy said. Like, even though his strongest connection is with Joy, he also had chemistry with Dakia and needed some more time with her. So, yes, I I love that we are exploring options once again. He asked Dakia, you know, how do you feel about premarital sex? And she's like, yes, please. I love the Kia's. It's not whole energy, but it's like, it's energy, period. Clifton's like, yes, we agree. We grown. Exactly. We grown. Let's get to it. Um, They didn't really show a lot about their conversation, just with them flirting with each other. But the vibe is there. The vibe is there. And you can tell Clifton, even though he likes joy, he, he may be a little entwined by Dakia. I have to see because I want to see what Clifton and Carmen, the new girl, I want to see their interactions if they have any. But, you know, they had their little wine date. They bonded over the charcuterie board, which, yes, baby, give me a charcuterie board. Oh, I just had the best one last weekend at this wine bar my friend took me to. We demolished that damn board. But anyway, back to the show. Um, They end the date with a hug. Very flirty. Clifton picks her up off her feet and she's like, yeah, come on, big daddy. And I was like, see, (laughs) it's the sexual energy for me. Next, we see a group date with P.O., Cornbread, Sabrina, Tiffany, and Miss Precious. They're meeting at like a little bar. They're going to play ping pong. Uh, Precious came up last already with a drink with her best hoe for it outfit on. (laughs) I said immediately, Precious is me. Okay, before we do any type of activity, ski ball, darts, whatever, let me go ahead and have a drink in my hand to be prepared. Just last night, I went to Oyster Roast. They're like, oh, let's play flip cup. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch from the sidelines, but let me go get my drink. Anybody need any drinks? (laughs) 
that's me. But um, <clears throat> after Paul tries to kill everybody in ping ball, ping ball, ping pong, because he was the ping pong champ back in the day, he and Precious go to the side to go have a conversation. Honey, I couldn't write anything down. Like, she tried to ask him if he was a guarded person, and then it turned into sexual innuendos. I'm just like, Precious, stick to the plot, honey, stick to the plot nothing there like just go ahead and have sex with him she did say that she was trying to get with Paul like trying to get some alone time with him for a while so she's attracted to him as well ladies what's what is it about Paul because I don't see it so Sabrina and Tiffany are getting to know Cornbread because this is their first time meeting him and they are asking him back to back to what do you do where do you live I know you're from here where do you live what do you do how old are you do you want and he's like god damn y'all are grilling me and Sabrina's like yes we need to know ladies I wish I would have just backed off a little bit like there's a way to grill someone but there's a way to be comfortable about the conversation you're having. Sabrina leaves for a while, so it's just Tiffany and Cornbread. And she's just like, so what are you here? Because I'm here to have a husband. And he's like, well, you know, marriage is the goal. But if that doesn't happen, that's fine. So whatever we could call it, I mean, that's fine. And he feels like Tiffany just has a negative energy around her. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go. Reese's in the dark-skinned black woman on this show. She's negative. I'm glad he did not use the word aggressive. But I think, here's the thing with Tiffany. I think she's very assertive. Okay, let's start using that word a little bit more assertive. I also think she's very sarcastic in that some people don't get her sarcasm. Like... Because she switches, she goes from serious to sarcastic. And I think some people, depending on who you are with her, you probably won't pick up what she's putting down. And that's what I simply think it is. Sabrina does come back and, um, no, when Sabrina left, she went to go sit down with Tiffany and P.O. No, 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 wait, 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 I'm sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. Sabrina does come back to Tiffany and Cornbread, and Sabrina stays with Cornbread, and Tiffany eases on out. She says that Cornbread is not the type of guy she would want to date. She's not in that place anymore. Now, Tiffany, what, what place is that? I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what she meant by saying that. But she joins P.O. and Precious, and P.O. starts asking her questions. Now, the questions didn't really make sense to me. He was like, well, if you were a spoken word... Uh, poet, what would the name of your spoken word be? And Tiffany's like, huh? And he's like, when you go to the grocery store and the lady's ringing you up, do you say hi to her? And she's like, Paul, why are you asking me these questions? And he's like, I'm trying to get to know what type of person you are. Huh? I, 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 Paul thinks his questions are important that they have depth and value and they really don't. Like, it would annoy me too. I would be rolling my eyes, but... You're not asking the important questions. And it kind of turned Tiffany off. And in turn, it turned Paul off. He was like, you know, I couldn't get anything out of her that wasn't surface level. That's because you're not asking the right questions, sir. Like your questions were void. You're just hearing, you're just talking to hear yourself speak. So Paul, baby, you on my list. I'm ready for you to go home. Up next, we have another group date with Tori, Joy, Ace, Carmen, and Clifton. Um, (laughs) sorry, y'all. This is the first time that everybody's going to meet Carmen. Uh, Clifton said, you know, she had the body, she had the booty, but then he noticed that she had these colored contacts in. I was like, Clifton, don't drag her. He was like, yeah, every time he looked at her, he felt like he was looking at Jesus. Now, Carmen, 
ma'am okay so carmen meets tori and she's like mm, he's nice he's cute but i don't really like dreads oh Uh, okay i'm just saying if a man had said that he didn't like a woman's hairstyle protective style or whatever we would have dragged him so mm, i got my good eye on you miss corman she also says that you know of course she's a catch because she has her real hair and there are a lot of people here who don't have the real hair moving on um Clifton sits down and talks with Ace and Carmen. He reveals that he was divorced two years ago and, you know, he had to fix some shit and figure himself out. And now he's ready for love. Okay. Uh, Tori and Joy are in the corner um, playing like fake putt-putt or whatever. They're playing. What's that little table with the men? It's not skee-ball. I can't remember what it is. I play it all the time when I go to the bar. Um, He's asking her, you know, is sex important? And she's like, yeah, of course. Of course it's important. And he was like, okay, so, you know, so digging deep is important to you. And she's like, yeah. He was like, well, what if I could reach your kidneys? Sir, I'm like, I'm with Joy. Leave my kidneys alone. Leave my cervix, my uterus, my leave all of that. I need to be functionable. Just like Joy said, no, I, I need my kidneys. Please, please, like, stop it. Tori was trying to indicate that he could reach certain spots. And I'm like, okay, Tori, see, it's always, it's always the dreaded headed niggas you gotta watch out for it's always the ones that look quiet with the dreads y'all i'm just saying um, <laughs> but tori is like yeah he's very attracted to joy and i'm just like boy joy wouldn't give you the time of day but it is what it is um ace kind of rips off from the group because she sees that other people are making connections and she just wants to give everybody some space and vibe by herself and clifton comes to check on her and i thought that was very nice and very cute i like that he always checks on the women and doesn't want anybody to feel left out regardless of you know whether he's interested in them or not but she was like no i saw people having connections and i i love to watch that i love to see that i didn't want to interrupt and he was like you could never interrupt like no come join the group so I don't know, y'all. Clifton and Ace, maybe? I don't really know. Um, Joy and Tori are finishing up their game, but she says that although she likes Tori, you know, there's no meat and potatoes there. Like, he's a nice guy, but mm, she's really into Clifton. So her and Clifton haven't really spoke throughout this entire date, but they are playing the virtual putt-putt. And it was what they said that was like, they didn't say outwardly like, oh, are you interested in her? Are you interested in him? But it was like, oh, you good? And she was like, yeah, you know, I like these curveballs. And he was like, yeah, I was trying to swing and miss with the curveballs. It was like a lot of decoding going on in the conversation. But they basically both said that even though they were speaking to other people on this date, they're still very interested in one another. I mean, I can already tell they are going to be coupled up throughout this experiment, even though I'm low-key rooting for Dakia and Clifton. I'm rooting for them, low-key. But yeah, y'all peep that conversation. Y'all peep what I peep. It was like, mm, because Carmen was definitely flirting with Clifton, you know, making sure he like held her hair while she, you know, swung the golf stick. (laughs) What do you call it? The golf club, damn it. (laughs) But yeah, I enjoyed this group date as opposed to the other one. Right, it's time for the first Tommy's Tabernacle. (laughs) 
we're having the first men's tabernacle. So Tommy's like, hey, when we're in here, we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it 100. No acting up, period. Um, the guys, the rest of the guys meet Cornbread for the first time. Laverne says that he's a cool, chill guy, but he's obviously not competition for him. Laverne. Okay. Um, Tommy asked Cornbread about his date with Ace and he said that he really enjoyed it. She was different and he could see something blossoming with her. He asked Laverne about his date with Carmen and he was like, oh, they definitely vibed, honey. She touched his booty. (laughs) She could definitely be it. And Tommy's like, no, 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 no. Okay, Laverne, I'm gonna need you to slow down and make sure you give every woman a chance. Like, Carmen cannot be it. We're only at like week two. Like, slow the hell down. See, he's definitely a nigga that puts the, what is it? The cart before the horse. The horse before the cart. He's that guy. He's that guy. Tommy asked the men who they're feeling the most. Uh, Tori says that he's feeling both Sabrina and Joy. Clifton says that he's feeling Takia. Now, I'm very surprised he didn't mention Joy or maybe they edited it out, but he was referencing the date they had and he said he's feeling Takia, you know. They're both here for the premarital sex. P.O. says that he likes Takia because she feels like after 9 p.m. she'd be ready to be thugged out. Much like Tommy did, I just looked at him and was like, okay. Wiley says that he's feeling Takia, but he also felt Tiffany. There was a gravitational pull towards Tiffany. Oh, Wiley. (laughs) Tommy wants to know who they're feeling the least or who they have no connection with, period. Laverne says that he was on the phone with Sabrina. She said she'd call him back. She didn't call him back. Okay, maybe she had an emergency or maybe she just didn't want to call you back, sir. P.O. says that um, Tiffany is the least connection for him because you know he was asking her good questions and if she couldn't answer them that means that she's either not genuine or that there's something he does she does not want him to unearth nigga your questions were not good like cut it out cut it the fuck out clifton said that uh least connection was with tiffany cornbread also co-signed and said tiffany um tori says that he had no connection with carmen (laughs) and i get the feeling it's mutual on her end because y'all know she don't like dreads um demetrius mr beard he was quiet this whole episode but he says that he doesn't know if takia would be able to take her boss hat off if she's just too much woman for you just say that my nigga just say that wiley says that um with ace he can't get past her talking about the yoga in the the help that you know therapy has done for her and that well Wiley I mean are you asking good questions hmm you know certain people bring out certain aspects P.O. says that oh it's the same with Ace there's just nothing there and Laverne is like y'all are tripping like Ace is a phenomenal woman she's the Oprah she's the Michelle she's the Beyonce she's the Jill Scott like he thinks she's phenomenal so Laverne I appreciate you taking up for her Tommy's like Laverne (laughs) the way Tommy be side eyeing Laverne's comments he says that Laverne and P.O. he has to take them both in doses because they be saying some off the wall things but he wants them to be respectful with the two ladies that they have to eliminate this week and go ahead and make it work let's get to our eliminations first we have wiley going on a date with ace and i like this more subtle format of you're not here to be eliminated we are actually going on a date remember in past seasons they'd be like i thought i was here on a date no 
the setup is very secretive we're on a date period but we have wiley and ace um you know she gets there she looks so beautiful uh she asked him what he's ready for where is he at this point in his life he says he's ready for a family he's ready to settle down um she says that when it comes to the next person she wants to be with she wants to be with someone who gets all facets who understands that there are different facets of herself wiley is the worst person to ever eliminate someone even though ace is not going to get eliminated he's like okay well he stands up walks next to her and i'd be like nigga why are you walking up on me but he's like you know the fellas say that they've gotten to see other sides of you they've had great things to say and although i haven't seen it i would like to see more of it so we have decided that you are still ready for love um <laughs> ace says she takes this as a sign that she needs to be more open open and vulnerable but she is like there's so only there's only so many explanations i can give people there's only so much talking i can do I have to be experienced, period. I I, I got you, Ace. I understood that. I love that she said that. Next, we have Tiffany and P.O. Child. Gosh, she says, you know, you was asking me all those other questions the last time that we were together. Can we just attempt to have a normal conversation? Let's start over. Let's wipe the slate clean. And he's like, sure. And then P.O. goes in and starts asking her questions. And she's like, Paul, P.O., we literally just said... We weren't going to do this. Like, it feels like an interrogation. It feels like a business meeting. Can we just have normal conversation? And what I can learn from you can come from that. And Paul is like, but that's just fluff. And she's like, well, I prefer fluff. No, that's just how two grown adults speak, Paul. But basically, after they're getting into an argument and they have to reset for the fourth time, he's just like, well, me and the men were deciding that you were not ready for love. So Tiffany's like, who's not ready for love? I wanted to be like, girl, it's you. You're not ready for love. And then she looks at the camera, looks at production like, did I just get eliminated? She was over it. She gets up. Paul is like, well, can I at least get a hug? She's like, no, I don't want to give you a hug. That's right. Deny the access to your body. Like, no, you just... I could feel her frustration. Like, Paul is on that bullshit. And although she probably wasn't making great connections outside of Wiley... No one for her that she wanted was really there, I feel like. So you probably did need to go home. I just hate that it was Paul that had to be the one to send her home with his damn questions. Because now it looks like his opinion on her was kind of backed up by production. Like his opinion of her not wanting to answer questions. It's like they co-signed his theory as to why she shouldn't be there. And I wasn't here for that. So she leaves. She's upset. She didn't really cause a big scene that we could see. But she's like, let me call my Uber. Um, And she basically feels like she got eliminated because Paul was jealous that she didn't make a connection with him. That could all very much be true, but I don't think it was true, especially in this case. So Tiffany goes home, and I mean, she was in the bottom two in the first episode with Kina, so usually the bottom two people from the first episode go home right after each other, so it is what it is. I enjoyed this episode. I love the two new editions of Cornbread. Carmen, I got my good eye on her, but um, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm still enjoying this cast, you guys. Next week, we get two more singles added to the cast, so we'll see how that goes. Now, I forgot to actually put the Spotify question up, but um, 
uh what should the question be i'm gonna ask you guys who do you guys think that clifton has more chemistry with joy or dakia okay that's the question of the week spotify listeners make sure you tap 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 in and answer the question thank you guys for listening i can be reached at k d a s h d i o r on instagram in the twitter and hopefully i will see you guys next week bye